Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ben Standing will join us at 1130. Uh, Steven Spector, our good friend from KC610, will join us at noon, talk about Chiefs, Dolphins, and the weather uh, in Kansas City at Arrowhead tomorrow night. Jumping on with us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline, is Bill Barnwell from ESPN. Uh, I've been a fan for a while. We've had Bill on the show several times. You can follow Bill on Twitter, at Bill Barnwell. Uh, Bill actually went through and predicted the entirety of the six games this weekend, the four games next weekend, the two that follow that, and then the Super Bowl We will get to that here momentarily because that is going out on a limb, but you do it every year um, in in that column. Um, But let's start with Belichick. You know, I just made the case that for me in comparing him to Saban, it's actually his accomplishments that are more impressive because he plays or he's coached in a sport that's designed for the opposite to happen. You know, it's designed to prevent the dynasty that that he just presided over. What do you think? I agree with you. And I think that's the, the, the perfect way to put it is that you have so many systems in the NFL. You have the salary cap. You have free agency. Uh, you have the, the draft. You know, you have all these systems that are designed to create parity. And it works. I mean, you know, look, look at, you know, in fact, the Texans uh, and the Browns in the postseason this year is going to be the first playoff game two teams who needed help from this offseason to get better. Um, but but you look at the Patriots, and they were so incredibly consistent. The, the only person I can really compare it to for that length of time, Joe Gibbs obviously very successful, and I know near and dear to a lot of people in, in the D.C. area, but the only other person I compare it to who was as successful for as long a period of time was Don Shula. But Don Shula was playing mostly or coaching mostly in a different era. Um, he was coaching with no salary cap, with with no free agency for most of the most of his time there in Miami. And Don Shula won three Super Bowls. Bill Belichick won three Super Bowls in his first five seasons, and then won you know ten more division titles, won three more Super Bowls, made it to three more, I believe, or two or three more 
as you know, in lost. Like it, it just, it's unfathomable to think that someone who was at the time regarded as probably not a great candidate, or someone who at least when he left Cleveland was regarded as almost a pariah uh, in terms of his NFL future and the possibility of him being a head coach, could be so successful so consistently for so long. So in your opinion, who is the greatest coach of all time? Is it Belichick? Yes. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's always tough to say. I, I wasn't around for George Hallis, obviously, or Paul Brown. And I think if you, you know, talk to the right person who knows enough about right. why Bill Belichick, actually, that I think about it. Um, I don't know why that's the case, but I, I, I think that with, with Belichick, um, he was so consistently great and was was so his highs were so high and i think really he changed the league in so many ways you know you think about the 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 big moments the the big structural changes in the nfl over the past 25 years so many of them revolves around belichick plays or belichick uh you know belichick decisions like the fourth and two a few years ago or um you know you the fourth Tom and Brady two the in field. their own territory against the colts right yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Let's yeah, the first time we it. saw somebody uh, approach it that way, it, and remember, it was Peyton Manning on the other side, and he had the short field if they missed with less clock burned. All those things went into that. But I remember being fascinated. I'm going to stop you there for one second because I'm going to tell you this story. You'll mm-hmm. find it funny. So we used mm-hmm. to do the Jim Zorn show. It, it, it happened when Zorn was the coach in DC, oh, wow. and. My partner and I at the time, Tom Lavero, would do the Zorn show. It would be 30 minutes, and then we would do the rest of our show from our studio out at Redskins Park. And Zorn, I mean, he was different. Sometimes he would just hang around and listen to the show like he didn't have anything (laughs) else better to do. And we were talking about that particular play, and he could not figure it out for the life of him and I and I during a commercial I walked through everything I said it you know this is why you would do it this is the whole thing and he's just like nope I'm punting it and, and, and this is I'll never forget what he said Bill he said I'm punting it because there's a chance that the returner might fumble the punt and I said what do you think those chances are <laughs> oh I mean not not brilliant by any stretch. Uh, of the imagination, but the, I'll never forget that play. But continue, because you were saying so much changed because of Bill. You mentioned that. What else? Yeah, you go back to 2003, um, that that playoff game, Patriots-Colts, where the Patriots were just beating the heck out of the Colts wide receivers. And Bill Polian goes to the NFL and says, well, we need to you know, reinforce illegal contact. It's not been being enforced. Our players are getting beat up. The quality of the game isn't fun to watch. League said, okay. So Belichick, of course, won another Super Bowl the following year and then said, okay, you guys want to throw the ball? We're going to throw the ball. And then goes out and trades for Wes Welker and Randy Boss and runs the spread off. And the league's been a passing league really ever since. So, you know, whether it's been either causing the changes or being the first to react to the changes, Belichick for so long in New England has been ahead of the curve. Bill, was he the first to use defensive holding at the end of halves or end of games to burn clock to get it down to one play, like intentionally defensive hold or or P.I. in the end zone, uh, you know, on a first and goal from the three situation or whatever? Was he the first to do that? That's a good question. I know Buddy Ryan has it in his playbook. And Belichick, you know, 
Buddy Ryan has a name for it. I can't say on the radio, unfortunately. Um, uh-huh. But Bel- Belichick, had, you know, Belichick was a contemporary. Um, right. so I don't know if he had it in his Giants playbook, but Buddy Ryan had it there at the same time. But I mean, you talk about the, the schematic stuff and, and how thoughtful he was about the game. Um, there was the intentional safety. I forget who they were playing on that game. If they beat someone where they took an intentional safety late, uh, got the ball back, scored, and won the game. Right. Um, there was the stuff to bleed clock against, uh, you know, a punch at the end of the first half where very famously Mike Vrabel, you know, former Patriots yeah, of player, course. ran it against Patriots, ran it against Belichick and the Patriots and in the postseason in that last Brady playoff game. And Brady was furious. And <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Belichick was furious in the sideline. And Vrabel was uh, uh, just laughing, you know, that he got in his former boss. But, you know, when you talk to people in the NFL about Bill Belichick, at his peak, and, and really for 20 years, um, there would be stuff that the Patriots or Belichick would, you know, recommend to the competition committee as rules changes, where you'd hear from teams and they would say, we don't really have a strong feeling about this, but we're just voting no because we think Belichick's going to outsmart us. We think Belichick has an angle that we don't have. And so that, to me, I think is the ultimate level of, of, of respect and the ultimate level of fear is that you have a you know, the entire league, or at least certainly teams in the league, think that you're so much smarter than them that you have an angle they can't even fathom, let alone understand. Should his last few years without Brady tarnish his legacy at all? No, I mean, do we think less of like Tom Landry for the last few years in Dallas? Yeah, I think one that will fade. Yeah, well, no, uh, Jimmy went one in 15, sorry, in that first year, yeah. He wasn't yeah. very good, though, Tom Landry at the very end. And, and I, I think one of two things will happen with, with, with Belichick and Brady at the end. Either it'll fade with history. You know, we won't think about it. We'll say, oh, they drafted the wrong quarterback or they had some cap issues. And, you know, he's still the greatest of all time. Or he'll go somewhere else. And, and the final memories we have of him will be Belichick coaching the Chargers or somewhere else and, and seeing if he can win there. So I yeah. think, you know, there's some positives. I mean, but the crazy thing is when I hear people say Belichick can't, uh, you know, can't relate to younger players or he's lost his touch. Do you know who the best defense in football was in the second half of the season? Yes. I point yeah, to I mentioned it. They, they were awesome. <laughs> it was the Patriots with guys. Yeah. And I, I mean, Kevin, I, I'm a professional football writer and I'm not going to toot my own horn. I pay pretty close attention to the game. And I know I have plenty of friends who cover the game closely I don't think any of us could name the Patriots 11 starters. And and to me, that's a testament to how smart and how talented and, and how progressive Bill Belichick is on that side of the ball. He is still a star when it comes to running defenses. Dominant X's and O's strategic defensive thinker, probably right up there with the all-time uh, defensive yeah. mind in the history of the game. Um, we're talking to Bill Barnwell. So where does he land that's the, that's the million-dollar question, huh? I mean, clearly he wants to coach. I, I just said I, I think he can be a good coach. I It's two places, right? Yeah, I, I think there's a place that I think is – two places that make sense to me, the Falcons and the Chargers. The Falcons, you have uh, Arthur Blank, who I think wants to win now. Um, you have a, a, a infrastructure for you know success. You have an owner who I think Belichick will trust. I think Arthur Blank is probably the closest owner – in the NFL to Robert Kraft in terms of his personality, his patience, his, um, his reputation around the NFL. 
they have money, they have a, a weak division, which is, always helps you think about the Patriots divisions for 20 years. Um, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> That's the big problem with the, the Falcons is I think you have serious issues with, uh, you know, having to get a quarterback, having to go get an OC, but the infrastructure is there. That's a good roster. Uh, and the other one's the Chargers. I brought them up, but, you know, I think if you're Bill Belichick and you think, hey, I've had trouble not winning with a good quarterback, best quarterback who has an opportunity right now is Justin Herbert. And you, you, you sort of maybe you keep Kellen Moore and you say, hey, Kellen, you take care of the offense. Um, I'm going to run the defense. I'll, I'll run, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and run personnel, but maybe I'll bring in somebody. Maybe I'll bring in like a, uh, the guy I brought up in the past is Thomas Dimitrioff, who was with the Falcons before that with the Patriots. You know, maybe I'll bring in someone to help me with personnel, but I'm just going to run the defense. You run the offense. We'll be good. I, I know it's Mahomes. I know it's a tough division, but it really depends on what Bill wants. I, I really think he's going to have, if not his pick of jobs, I think he will have the vast majority of places say, if you want to come here, we will accommodate you because I think his reputation, his resume, and uh, you know, his, his legacy, you know, the idea of having Bill Belichick coach your team is meaningful to me more than having anyone else coach your team in the NFL. Yeah. You did not mention Washington. There are other, there are other national people that have mentioned Washington. All of the reporting here locally is that Josh Harris is going to go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Um, although, I'm curious as to what you think about the Washington opening and where it ranks right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw John Kimes reporting on that topic and um, we, we can talk about it. I don't know that it makes a ton of sense to me to have Belichick go to Washington, given what's happening there. Um, I, I think it is appealing for a couple of reasons. Number one, you have the second overall pick. And so, you know, you're going to get a quarterback in this draft who you feel good about, or probably feel good about. I can't imagine there's a ton of people who only like one quarterback in this draft. If you don't like any of the quarterbacks, you can trade that probably get three or four first rounders, kickstart your rebuild in a different way, probably draft a quarterback in the future. I think that's unlikely. I think they're going to be taking a quarterback at two, but you have that as a significant sort of asset to start your rebuild. And then I think you're going to have an owner who recognizes that this is going to take time. And I look at what Josh Harris has done elsewhere with the Sixers. That was a the tanking of all tanking, the rebuild of all rebuilds in terms of how low and how bad they were willing to get. I yeah. don't think that's going to happen with Washington, but I think it, it, it lets you appreciate Josh Harris's appetite for starting over and recognizing, okay, if we're going to do this the right way, we're going to have to be stacked or take a step backwards or, or really rethink all of our processes to get to a place where in two or three years, we are in good shape. Now, now we just saw Kevin with Houston, if you get the right guys, right coach, right quarterback, and right edge rusher, Noel Anderson, you don't need five years. You can six years. Yeah, it's different. It's heartbeat. completely different than the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No question. But just in terms of the appetite, just in terms of how you think about a situation, I think this doesn't feel like a Mark Davis situation. It doesn't feel like a Bob McNair situation where a coach is going to go there and be one and done. And I think if you're a – aspiring coach, if you're a prospective coach who has options, I think Washington will be appealing for that reason. And again, it depends on what kind of coach you are. If you're an old school, you know, coach who wants to win now, Washington is not the right job for you. But if you're younger, if you want a long-term deal where you're going to have time to grow and develop and, um, you know, have some influence on how, how, how the roster is constructed, I think Washington could be a very good opportunity for you. 
talking to Bill Barnwell from ESPN at Bill Barnwell on Twitter. So um, with respect to who will land in Washington right now, what's your best guess? First of all, uh, it looks like Adam Peters or Ian Cunningham will end up becoming the president of football ops. Do you have uh, a preference among the two? Do you have a hunch on who takes this job of the two? Peters has been such a, a hot candidate for so long. You know, I think he's even turned down opportunities around the league to interview, if not necessarily get the job altogether. So I think the fact that he's willing to come to Washington, take the interview, go to a second interview, I think is telling about his interest. Um, no disrespect to Ian Cunningham. I don't know Adam Peters personally, but just in terms of his reputation around the NFL, not that Ian Cunningham has a bad reputation. You can see I'm trying not to be disparaging yep. about uh, Ian, but just, you know, I, I think Adam Peters is someone who, for a couple of years now, it's been like, okay, this guy is going to be, you know, a GM or, you know, someone running football ops somewhere. So would not be surprised if it ended up being Peters. Um, but, you know, I, I, in the long run, I think it's not just about the guy you hire, but also how much are you empowering him? How, how, how much, you know, what kind of information are you providing? How, you know, what's that process going to look like? What's the president going to be? You know, is this right going to stick around? Is it going to be, um, you know, how, how much are you investing in scouting? How much are you investing in analytics? I, I think, there, there's so much to be decided and so much that's changing with Washington that it's not just going to be about, you know, Peters or Cunningham, but also what's around them. Um, and then, of course, they have to pick a head coach as well. Yeah. Um, so do you have a, a hunch or a preference on coach? What would be the best match here? Well, you have to figure an offensive coach would make sense. I always say that teams try to do the opposite of what they did previously when they had a head coach. I feel like teams, you could get a little stick of the guy you have if you fire him. So if you have, you know, Juan Rivera, and again, I think Juan Rivera is a, a great human, someone who has, you know, just respect everywhere around the NFL. I think right. even he would say it was probably time for him to go in Washington. Juan Rivera, an old school defensive coach, probably leaned towards a younger offensive-minded coach. And, and I think Ben Johnson is, of course, the, the dream scenario. I think so much interest around the NFL in Ben Johnson. And, you know, if Ben Johnson wants to coach one of these two young quarterbacks, the, the Bears job is not available. So presumably if the Bears are drafting a quarterback, he's not going to get his pick there. The, the best opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to work with Drake May or Caleb Williams, that's going to be in Washington. So I think there is real interest and a real logical fit there. The guy who I would pick, the guy who if I was building around a young coach um, would be Mike McDonald, the, the Ravens defensive coordinator. And that's because, you know, uh, even though he's not an offensive-minded uh, guy, even though he's a defensive-minded guy, you look at that Ravens roster, and there are so many players, Kevin, who are better in Baltimore than they were elsewhere. I mean, think about some of the guys they had. They have, you know, Kyle Van Noy was a free agent to start the season. Jadavian Clowney was, you know, on the street in mid-August. Uh, even guys like, like uh, Roquan Smith, who is a superstar, even he's been better in Baltimore than he was in Chicago. And you know, I think you need to be a player development machine. I think the best coaches are the ones who, you know, bring in players and get more out of them and, and you know, have them look more coherent in their, in their, on their team than they were in their prior stop. And Belichick is great at that. Mike Brable, who is now available, is great at that. Um, I, I, but I think Mike McDonald's done that, and he's also much younger than those guys. And so I think in terms of, of roster building, in terms of building a program, I think I'd lean towards McDonald's. 
That's interesting because, like in a situation like Washington, and five of the seven coaches that they were that they reportedly um, requested interviews with were, were defensive coaches. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to get the OC right because you're going to take a quarterback at two. So who mm-hmm. would be if they did hire Mike McDonald or Raheem Morris or Dan Quinn? Who would they hire? Who who's the offensive coordinator? Who's the the quarterback coach that's going to be a hot OC candidate in this offseason? Because we haven't talked about that in the event that they go defense. Yeah, you know, I, I really think it depends on who they hire. And you saw it to Miko Ryan's, right? Like the guy he brought to Houston was the guy he was on the staff with in San Francisco. It was San Francisco, Bobby Slowick, yeah. who has been phenomenal for uh, you know for the the Texans this year, I think he's probably going to be a head coach somewhere in 2024. So I think if it's Mike McDonald, maybe you look at the Ravens staff. T. Martin is there as their quarterback's coach. He's done obviously great work with in helping Lamar Jackson mold into, you know, what I think a lot of us expect to be an MVP season for him. Maybe he brings along T. Martin. If it's Dan Quinn and the Cowboys, maybe it's Scott Tolzien, who was a former Packers player, who's the quarterback's coach there. You know, I think that's, that's sort of a logical place to go with it, I think, is you know, bring in someone from your staff. Um, McDonald maybe has some ties to you know, folks from Michigan, folks from the past um, who might fit there. But, I, you know, I, I think I understand the logic of us saying, you know, bringing in a guy who's an offensive-minded coach because then you never have to worry about losing the OC. Like, you know, we'll see to start take a step backwards if Bobby Slowick is not the – you know, the, uh, not the OC in the, or the next years to come because he's a head coach somewhere else? I think that's a fair question. But at the same time, you have to figure defensive coaches are probably undervalued. I mean, if, if, if the majority of teams are preferring offensive coaches, you'd say, okay, maybe I'm going to, you know, head in the other direction. And maybe the best defensive coach available is better than getting the fourth or fifth best offensive coach available. And I think with the Texans, we'll see what happens. It's only year one, but you got to figure they're thrilled with D'Amico Ryan as opposed to hiring you know, whoever the, the, the next best offensive coach they could have hired would have been, even if they run the risk of losing Slovak for, you know, after a year or two. With all of your data and your advanced numbers, have you looked <laughs> at the top three quarterbacks and do you have an order? I don't yet. And, and I, okay. I, 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 I always try to be upfront about that. You know, in the past, I think I would kind of, you know, I'd be like, oh, I've seen them here or there. But, you know, I, I really have to focus on the NFL during the season. And, Understood. I, I so, would not want to, uh, you know, to, to mislead someone and say I pay close attention to those guys. But you do agree, Washington's it, it, that quarterback is a major need. There was a point during this season mm-hmm. where there was, you know, there were signs, encouraging signs that Sam mm-hmm. Howell might, you know, become, you know, a, a full time NFL starter. But th- that kind of faded over the last half of the season. You agree yeah, that quarterback I mean, yeah. is the is a big need. No question. And I think, you know, it depends on how they evaluate those guys, right? I mean, if you have yeah, that front of office, which again, it's going to be changing. You know, if, if they don't like any of these guys, you trade, you move down, you got, maybe you bring in somebody else, maybe you bring back Jacoby Brissett and you say, okay, we're going to get three first round picks and we're going to, you know, evaluate the guys for 2024. These aren't the last quarterbacks who are ever going to exist. But, you know, if there's a guy you love, you're taking him at two. I, I don't think that's even a question at this point. Um, right. You know, whether he fails or not, even if he fails, it, it's still, this is your opportunity to take a shot. You know, you have to get that guy eventually. You know, if you take two shots, that's not the end of the line, but I, I think you take your swing now if there's a guy you love it to. 
All right, let's. Uh, you're so generous with your time, but let's just wrap it up with <laughs> this weekend. All right, so of the six games, what's the game that you can't wait to watch the most? And then give me the game that you think more likely than not ends up being the big upset of the weekend, or at least one of them. Okay. So, game I can't wait to watch, Rams-Lions, where I think it's going to be a shootout. You have two great offenses. They match up well against one another. Um, you have, of course, the you know the drama of Matthew Stafford in Detroit, Jared Goff playing the team that basically dumped him. Um, you know, I, I, I really feel like it's such a – a unique game. I, I think it's going to be so meaningful for Detroit's future, right? You know, if, if the Lions win, hey, look, we won a division title. We won a playoff game. You know, the vibes are great. We, we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish this year. Everything beyond that point is, you know, house money. They lose. They lose to Matthew Stafford, the guy they traded away. I think that's the first, you have those first sort of negative thoughts of, is Jared our guy? You know, I think there's, right. there, there's more writing on that game for the Lions than it feels like right now. For the upset, hmm. I, mm, I, I, I would, I would pick Steelers Bills if TJ Watt was playing. This is like the dream matchup of Josh Allen, who is incredible, but also turns the ball over versus a uh, versus a Steelers defense that thrives on takeaways. Buccaneers Eagles doesn't seem fair because the Buccaneers are underdogs, but they're also right. the four seed. They're at home, so I don't feel like picking them. I think the Packers, right? And I'm someone who's high on the Cowboys. I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. But I think the Packers are a team that's playing well. They're the, one of the youngest. I think they are the youngest team in football, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I think they're better than their record. They're better than their um, their, their season-long performance looks like. They have a very hot quarterback who's playing well in Jordan Love, who I think has made significant visible strides as the season's gone along. And the Cowboys are a high variance team. You know, if they get ahead 14, nothing early and they can, you know, pin their ears back and go after the quarterback and go for interceptions, they're going to win this game by 30. But if they get behind early, the Packers can run the ball on them, which we've seen other teams do. Cowboys are vulnerable. So there's no perfect team in this, this wild card round by any means. Well, I'll just ask you to then fast forward quickly to your Super Bowl matchup and, and tell everybody who these two teams beat to get there. <laughs> it's Cowboys and Chiefs. In part because I picked them before the year. I feel like Okay, I'm so you're sticking with Cowboys and... Chiefs. Regardless of what the Chiefs have looked like here recently, and they'd have to go to uh not to Buffalo. They'd have to go to um uh they'd host oh, Buffalo, Buffalo and they'd have to go to Baltimore. No, they'd have to go to Buffalo. They'd they'd have to go to Buffalo and to Baltimore, but neither of those teams. Kevin, we've seen are perfect. The Bills, they lost to the Broncos at home earlier this year, lost to the Jets. And the Broncos and the Ravens, I mean, you know, we've seen them beat themselves. To me, I don't think it's about who they're playing. I think it's about the Ravens and if they can, you know, get out of their own way for two games in the postseason. And then the Cowboys, that seems even more controversial than the, <laughs> the Chiefs, given that they yeah, – Given the, the score Lions. earlier this year. Yes, but I went back and looked through history. I went back and said, okay, you know, when teams have dominated, if they've won two postseason games in a row in back-to-back years against the team, if they won a regular season game against the team, do they ever win that matchup if they play a third year in a row? And the answer is yes. The the, the Bucks did it to the Eagles uh, right around the turn of the 2000s, and the Niners did it to these very Cowboys. They flipped it in the mid-'90s. They won two playoff games against – or Cowboys beat them twice in the postseason. Third year, Niners beat the Cowboys. So – it is possible. I'm not going to lie. It does not feel possible right now. I can understand why anyone would be skeptical. But, hey, well, maybe I'll look like a genius. I'll probably look like a fool by the time we have this conversation. No, I, I mean, it, next year. It's, uh, I, I'm just trying to think of how they would do it. After watching that matchup earlier in the year, mm-hmm. it was like it just seemed like a complete and utter 
just mismatch in terms of what they Mm -hmm. did well versus what the 49ers did well. But look, it could happen if they end up having Josh Johnson and then Christian McCaffrey play quarterback (laughs) in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Bill, thanks. As always, really appreciate your time. Of course. Always happy to talk, Kevin, anytime. Uh, At Bill Barnwell on Twitter. Bill does such a great job. 49ers, I mean, Cowboys Chiefs. He's got the Chiefs beating the Ravens in the AFC title game and the Cowboys exacting revenge for that embarrassment earlier in the year, the 42-10 to 10, uh, loss uh, to the 49ers. All right, Ben Standing next with the latest on the searches. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we do have some breaking news. Told you that just stay tuned. Um, It could happen today, and it has, according to Adam Schefter, who reported just a minute ago that Washington is hiring assistant 49ers general manager Adam Peters as their general manager. That's what he said in the original tweet, and then he writes, Adam Peters will become the first major front office hire made by Commander's owner Josh Harris. Uh, And he writes, the existing front office now will be evaluated in the coming, I think he meant to say days, per sources. But the Commanders now have their new general manager in Adam Peters. So um, that's the title that Schefter is reporting. Again, it's the number one football decision maker in the organization uh, Adam Peters, uh, according to Schefter, has been hired by Washington. Ben Standig, perfect timing, is jumping on with us at Ben Standig on Twitter, of course. Read him on The Athletic. You're uh, reporting and a lot of your uh, cohorts reporting yesterday that it was down to two. So it is Peters. Your first reaction is what? Yeah, uh, you know, um, I think I maybe said this the other day when I was on with you, but it is shows quite the change in perception of this organization from the last owner to this one because um, Adam Peters was viewed as probably the number one GM candidate this cycle. He has been viewed as a top candidate for multiple years. He's coming from 
a great situation in San Francisco where obviously people want their own shop, but, you know, he could easily have stayed there as he did last year with a team that is – You still with us? Sorry, man. Three things are happening once I dropped my phone. Did you just take a spill? No, I just dropped the phone. I was oh, okay. three things at once are happening. Um, so he could have easily stayed with San Fran and been in a great spot, and instead he took a shot on Washington with new ownership, with everything. Um, that says a lot about what what is happening here. But in terms of the hire itself, you know, obviously we always have to wait and see. But, you know, in my agent survey last year, he was easily, you know, sort of one of the main winners of that, that he uh, was a guy that a lot of people think is just fantastic as a talent evaluator and more. So, uh, you know, it's hard to argue about this hire. When's, I mean, I'm just trying to think. The last time Washington got the number one front office or coach, not player, because they certainly, you know, overpaid for a bunch of uh, players at various times. But it's been a long time since somebody with this sort of sought afterness uh, by other teams that have openings as well has picked Washington. So give Josh Harrison, you know, Rick Spielman and. Uh, Bob Myers and Magic Johnson and that 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 committee a lot of credit for convincing him that this was the right place. But I think maybe some of what we have about the job right now may have convinced him too. Yeah, um, Kevin, this is going to be one of those conversations where my brain is going to overload here. Uh, do you want to do you want to do, do you want to do what you need to do, and we can <laughs> we can circle back because yeah, well, I know you're busy. You've got a you've got a primary job. You should be doing that first. <laughs> Yeah, let me do that just because obviously it happened literally as we were coming on with you. So, yeah, let me do that, and and, uh, I'll circle back. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Uh, We will get back with Ben um, with this news breaking. Uh, I think think the key questions here are, all right, he's in the fold now. This is awesome. You got Adam Peters. You got the most coveted front office executive. He's never done this as his primary job, but he's been the key – personnel decision maker in the 49ers organization uh, over the last several years. But to me, it's now what kind of coach does he want and what quarterback does he want at number two? You know, this is um, this is a guy we'd like to know what his role was in the selection of Trey Lance, the trade up in the selection of Trey, Trey Lance, although I read some of his quotes after previous drafts, including the Brock Purdy pick from a couple of years ago, and he suggested that the quarterback evals evaluations and then the actual decisions on quarterbacks are done in San Francisco primarily by the the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Um, but uh, that, to me now, those are the next two big decisions. And how much involvement will he have in picking the head coach. He and Jim Harbaugh, as an example, their paths never crossed uh, in San Francisco. Doesn't mean that they don't know each other. Doesn't mean that Harbaugh wouldn't approve in looking at perhaps some of the opportunities that he'll have. I know that Ed Dodds, the Colts' uh, assistant GM, was a good friend of his, and he's somebody that the Raiders have interviewed. But on the coaching list, who does Adam Peters Want Does he want Ben Johnson? Does he want Bobby Slowick, who was in the 49ers organization? Bobby Slowick has worked with the Shanahans. He was here 
uh, once before. Does that make Slowick the front runner um, because their paths did cross in San Francisco with a quarterback, a young quarterback, the Peters Slowick. Jaden Daniels or Drake May combo is very, very much in play right now. Um, and I'm wondering how much, uh, you know, say he'll have in the head coach. I would imagine given how many teams wanted Adam Peters that he was able to cut a deal that is favorable for him. It's an attractive place, don't get me wrong, but so is, you know, L.A. with the Chargers. Um and, you know, so will be, by the way, New England with for whomever they bring in as a front office exec to work with now uh, Gerard Mayo. Um, but big news. It's great news. Adam Peters. A lot of you people couldn't have named Adam Peters or picked him out of a police lineup three weeks ago. It doesn't matter. You typically don't unless you're really into – uh, you know, what is coming next and down the road and who the hot candidates are. Do you know these people, the assistant GMs? You know the assistant coaches. You've got a better feel for those, certainly the existing coaches that may be moving on to another place as a head coach or a former head coach. But make no mistake about it, Adam Peters was the number one sought-after front office candidate that was out there. As mentioned, he did not take a job last year, and he certainly could have taken uh, the job, uh, a job last year. Now, Adam Peters um, and sort of his uh, background um, in terms of where he's been. We'll get into some of that, talk about maybe what you think, what I think, what Denton thinks his next move will be, because I think he's going to be instrumental in the selection of a head coach. Um, 301-230-0980 if you want to weigh in. Adam Peters, according to Adam Schefter, has been hired by Washington to become its next general manager. As far as anybody else in the organization, those decisions, according to Schefter, will come in the coming days. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. Do want to mention to you that with winter really here, Late this weekend and next week, snow in the forecast, very cold weather, your energy bills are going to be on the rise. If you've got older windows, now is the time to replace those old windows with 0% interest rates for five years, 50% off all styles of windows at Window Nation. Now's the time to protect your family from the elements, lower your energy costs, and make your home look better. Winter's here, the air's getting colder, your energy prices are on are already high, and now your heating bill is getting higher. Use Window Nation. First of all, when you call them at 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and mention my name, you'll get a free estimate. You're going to work with one of the leading window retailers in America. 96% of their installs go off without a hitch, meaning 4% require follow-up service. That's it. The other 96% are installed without any issues at all. And if you mention my name, they'll take good care of you, I promise you. I've been working with Window Nation for 14 years. They're trusted by well over 200,000 homeowners. That would be homeowners. And you can trust them as well. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com for 50% off all windows and 0% interest rates for five years.
The big breaking news, as we just mentioned, the Commanders are hiring former San Francisco assistant GM Adam Peters as the team's new general manager, according to multiple sources, first reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN. We'll be reacting to that information all day right here on the Team 980, so keep it locked here throughout the course of the day. Elsewhere in the NFL, Gerard Mayo is the new head coach for the New England Patriots. He replaces Bill Belichick in college hoops. Maryland takes down Michigan 64-57. The Caps in action last night. They lose to the Kraken by a score of 4-1. to And that's what's trending. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Adam Schefter just moments ago reporting that Washington has hired San Francisco assistant general manager Adam Peters to become their general manager. Now, for those of you getting hung up on, thought of his title was going to be president of football ops. It's kind of what the way uh, it's the way that Josh Harris had referred to it earlier this week that it was going to be the head of football ops. So there was some belief, and we had. Uh, Kime on the show the other day, and he suggested that that would be the title with maybe a GM below Adam Peters. Maybe Schefter has it incorrect in terms of the description or the title. It's really irrelevant. Adam Peters is now the number one football decision maker in the organization. Hired by Washington, the store, uh, the news yesterday that it was down to Peters and Ian Cunningham in uh, Chicago. Uh, Peters has been with the 49ers for a while, was in Denver and New New England prior to that. Uh, He was the most sought-after front office exec uh, in the league, turned down opportunities last year to stay with the Niners, but saw this as an opportunity worth pursuing. 301-230-0980, Your thoughts, uh, the head coach comes next. I would assume that he will have significant input into the hiring of the next head coach. And then, of course, the next biggest decision will be, after they hire out a coaching staff for the next head coach, will be, who are they taking at number two? That will be a critical early decision uh, for Adam Peters. Now, um, Peters has been with the 49ers uh, for a while. He has been... Their chief talent evaluator, even more so than John Lynch. John Lynch has been uh, a bit of a, a media guy, a bit of a manager, an overseer, of you will, if you will, of the front office. Kyle Shanahan, obviously the head coach, has some input on personnel uh, as well. Um, but Peters is really the talent evaluating arm and those that work under him in the 49ers organizational 
chart. He arrived in San Francisco back in 2017. He was the VP of player personnel after working as as a scout with both the Patriots under Belichick and in Denver during the Peyton Manning Super Bowl run. Um, Anybody that you've been reading will say that he has been the primary talent evaluator in San Francisco during his time there and has developed a reputation as an outstanding evaluator. Obviously, the 49ers roster probably top to bottom the best in the NFL. Quarterback's been the issue. They have been to a Super Bowl. They've been in the NFC Championship game now three times going back to that first uh, NFC Championship game uh, that they won before losing to Kansas City in the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They lost to the Rams the year the Rams won the Super Bowl in the NFC title game and really were a dropped interception away from advancing to that Super Bowl uh, as well. And then last year, of course, after losing Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson came in, got hurt. Christian McCaffrey was lining up as the Wildcat quarterback in the second half when they lost to Philadelphia in an NFC title game that would have been much more uh, competitive. Um, now, from Ben's story about Peters and Cunningham from yesterday, uh, there is this. The commanders have an extensive working knowledge of and relationship with the 49ers hierarchy. Harris, as in Josh Harris, has a business tie-in with 49ers president Al Guido through the Elevate Sports Ventures analytics company co-founded in 2018 by the parent company of Harris's ownership group, the Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment Group, and by the 49ers. Guido is Elevate's Elevate's chairman and CEO. In addition, Myers, as in Bob Myers, has a longstanding friendship with the 49ers team president, John Lynch, and knows Peters as well from his days as a fellow Bay Area sports Exec. Not to mention Ben's, uh, uh, you know, uh, polling of of the league's talent evaluators and front office um, uh, executives listed Peters as the number one league talent evaluator and the front office leader that they trusted the most. Um, so Washington got the number one guy. This is a good thing. Obviously, they have to get better in the development of their roster. And they've got to have separation of that, not only from the head football decision-maker and the head coach, but the head decision-maker and hopefully the owner, which would be for the first time in a quarter century if we have a real talent-evaluating general manager that has the autonomy to run the football operation, something that we haven't had here. Um, during the Snyder era. All right, phone calls. I think it's going to be interesting on the head coach. I would imagine with the quarterback being earmarked at number two that it's Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick. That's what I would guess. Uh, Let's start with Mike in Rockville. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, uh, thank you very much for taking this call. Um, I'm very happy to know that they had Peters. And also what I believe will happen to I hope you keep Martin Mayhew with him, man, because Martin didn't get an opportunity to really show what he can do for an organization. You know, he's been shadowed all the time by um, by Rivera. Another thing, I think he will bring some good talent here, man. I think it will be a serious organization now, and and everybody will have to 
press up now. And if they want to stay on the team, they've got to play ball. And that's all i got to see, man. Thank you for the score. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Martin Mayhew worked under Adam Peters and others in San Francisco, so they're very familiar with one another. Um, we'll see uh, how that works out. Against Again, Schefter said that decisions on other front office people will be made in the coming days, and those decisions will be made by Adam Peters, presumably, including um, you know, giving guy hopefully the ability to you know pick the head coach that he wants to pick a head coach that he knows that they'll work well together this is the most interesting intriguing and exciting time for this franchise literally in a decade plus I mean honestly I got excited about Shanahan I'm not gonna lie to you and I thought that the hiring of Bruce Allen meant maybe a new day for the owner's involvement, but he's not here anymore and you've got a legitimate front office star by all accounts. You know, he's never had this job, but he's been responsible for a lot of the players on the best roster uh, in the NFL. And he viewed this as his best opportunity when he had plenty. Let's go to Casey. Casey, go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm really yep. excited uh, to for this to happen. Um, I'm, <laughs> again, you just, I think you really took the words right out of my mouth. Um, but I do have a, a separate question for you. Um, you said that – I believe it was you who said that you would pay attention to Jahan Dotson and Kyle Hamilton's uh, uh, careers. And I know it's a little bit separate from what we're talking about right now, but I did want to – Get your thoughts on that. But, again, excited about what's about to happen. I'm glad that we're about to become a serious team again. They've won in my lifetime, but not since I've been able to, like, really pay attention, and, I, and I'm hopeful for the future. So thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks. I, I'm not taking a bow over Kyle Hamilton. I wanted Kyle Hamilton in that draft at, at 11. Uh, I thought that, that he was the most intriguing prospect at 11. But to be fair, I also did not have a problem with the trade back and the selection of Jahan Dotson because I was, I was a big fan of Jahan Dotson in that draft as well. But I, I was a massive fan of Kyle Hamilton. He made all pro here in his second year in the league. Uh, let's go to Johnny. Johnny, go ahead. What's up, Kevin? Johnny, New there. Year's. Ain't heard from you. I'll be trying to get through. Yeah, can you hear? Oh, shit. Yeah, I got you now, Johnny. Go ahead. Uh, okay. What's your reaction? Yeah, okay, you got me. Okay. Oh, man, this is the happiest day since, uh, man, I'm going to go back 20-some years. We uh, hired Marty Schottenheimer to run things here. It didn't go well for one year, but this is very exciting, man. I think things uh, maybe are starting to turn around. Now, I got a question for you, um, Kevin. I'm in Chicago. Ryan Paul said he's not committed to Justin Fields, so – do you think they're still going to take uh, Caleb Williams? I think they're going to trade Justin Fields uh, within a couple of months, man. What do yeah, you think about I do that? too. I think the firing of Luke Getze is an indication that they're going to move on to Caleb Williams. If they were going to keep Justin Fields, I don't think they would have changed the whole uh, offensive coaching structure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would guess right now it's Caleb Williams, Johnny, which means Washington at two will probably have a choice between Drake May and Jaden Daniels. And, you know, the good news is you've got actual professionals evaluating these players and understanding things like compensation, trade compensation. In many ways, just having a professional 
running the football operation. I know that the idea of drafting better is intriguing, but there's a crapshoot nature to the draft, including the 49ers drafts, by the way. They haven't been stellar at the top. Uh, They've been better on day three than they've been on day one. Um, But you're not, I mean, just recently, the the number of times Washington has absolutely been hosed on trades because they just didn't understand. And and, and teams, whether it was Dan or even Ron recently with Wentz, kind of lined up to take advantage of Washington. Now, the trade they made for Montez Sweat getting a second rounder, it seemed like outstanding value for the player. Remember, Adam Peters is the one involved, at least with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, trading a compensatory late third borderline fourth rounder for Chase Young. Uh, thanks, Johnny. Let's go to uh, let's go to Cliff. Cliff, thanks for holding. Go ahead, sir. Hey, happy Friday, Kevin. I, you too, um, Cliff. I made that uh, pick on um, Chris Russell's show. I was telling him that I wouldn't be surprised if they hired Adam Peters. That's one domino that fell into effect. Now, hopefully they can retain Eric Bieniemy as head coach, and I wouldn't make the trade with the Bears for um, Justin Fields. I would draft Jaden Daniels out of LSU, start fresh, and I'll sit back and listen. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to be hired as the head coach here. I don't. Um, I would bet heavily against that. Uh, I would look at Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick with the number two pick likely being a quarterback at this point. It's very possible Adam Peters and group, after they evaluate these quarterbacks, what if they don't like them? Well, then they shouldn't take them, you know, clearly. What if they like a guy that plays more like Brock Purdy, a guy like J.J. McCarthy, and they can trade back and, uh, and accumulate picks and then and then still get a guy? I'm not a big McCarthy guy. Denton isn't either. Um, but it's going to be... Here's the best part of all this, is that it's going to feel like for the first time in a long time, you're going to have somebody that does this or has done it well in other places handle it for us versus Jay McLuhan, Kyle Smith, Ron Rivera. Look, I think Ron Rivera in many ways had more autonomy than anybody had uh, in recent years, because Dan was so preoccupied with everything else that was going on, but he wasn't very good at it. I mean, for the first time in a while, we'll have somebody that's good at it, or at least that's what everybody believes he is, which is very good at it, and he'll have the ability to do the job unencumbered. Uh, stay on hold. We'll take more calls. Um Everybody there, your reaction to the breaking news that Washington has hired, according to Adam Schefter, and now everybody confirming it. Everybody on the Skins beat and all of the other national guys confirming that Adam Peters has been hired to be Washington's next general manager, their head of the entire football operation. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 